Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with a Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 54, Evolving with the Tao. What is well planted cannot be pulled up. What is closely embraced cannot slip away. The wise establish virtue firmly within themselves and are honored for generations ever after. Apply natural, integral virtue to your own character and it will be genuine. Apply natural, integral virtue to the family and it will abound. Apply natural, integral virtue to the state and it will flourish abundantly. Apply natural integral virtue to the world, and it will be pervasive. Understand other people's lives by means of your own life. Understand other people's families by means of your own family. Understand other societies by means of your own society. Understand other countries by means of your own country. How can you know what is right for the world? by knowing what is right for your own life. That's verse 54 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Hua Ching Ni. Next, let's break it down. This verse has three parts to it, and we'll take each part, one idea at a time. Part one talks about the impact that we have in the world and throughout time. Part two talks about how our actions and inactions reverberate through humanity. And part three talks about practicing conscious awareness of our impact. So let's look at part one. 
What's well planted cannot be pulled up, and what's closely embraced cannot slip away. So the wise establish virtue firmly within themselves and are honored for generations ever after. I feel like this is simple enough for us. Uh, to me, this means that, you know, whatever I do now and however I hold myself now affects others around me. It affects my children if I have children. It affects other people in my family. And what that effect is doesn't just stay here in the moment. It's actually something that's carried on from generation to generation. And we'll talk a little bit about that more in the first section here. But that's what I'm basically taking away from this is like, you know, I, I'm not just responsible for me, right? I'm responsible for, you know, my actions and my inactions and how those affect other people. Now, that doesn't mean that I have to go around thinking that I'm so important and everything. We all have this thing, right? We all have this responsibility. It's just doing the best we can. And, you know, the doubt takes care of the rest, right? Like, just, I, I don't feel like it's something I need to stress myself out over, but it is also something of which I can be aware. Okay, so that's part one. Now, part two kind of bleeds into that. It's like how our actions and inactions reverberate through humanity. Um, and we're so Lao Tzu's talking about applying natural, integral virtue to your own character, and it will be genuine. And then it talks about on the family level, the state level, and then the world level, maybe even the country level sometimes, right? Uh, and so this is basically like, hey, look, if I start with myself, then that affects my family. And if that affects my family, then that affects my city or my community. And if that affects everything there, then that goes up to the next level of human organization, right? Country and then world. So this is quite literally a way to look at be the change you want to see in the world, right? Because it matters, because it matters. It might not seem like it does in the moment, but what else seems like it doesn't change in the moment? Like everything? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm laughing at myself, really. Okay, so let's look at part three, which is practicing conscious awareness of our impact. So, okay, so if it's kind of like a nice little tie up for this. So if part one says that, Hey, look, I, uh, I have impact and it stretches out through time, you know, and part two says that, well, if I start with me, it, it basically, there's a ripple effect and it goes out to the rest of humanity. And here's the cool thing about this third part. It's that I can use my thoughts and attitudes about family, about my country, about my city, about the world, in order to see where I'm actually at in my own cultivation. So if my family irritates me, then that means that I've got some work to do. If the city that I live in irritates me and I think the people are a certain way or they do these things or they don't do those things, where's the problem, Dan? It's with me. It's with me and my perceptions and how I'm perceiving those people and what I'm putting out and ultimately what I'm getting back. And the same goes for, you know, country and society and, and world. So 
Those are basically my takeaways for these three parts. So to wrap it up, let's remember that verse 54 has three parts to it. Part one talks about the impact in the world and through time. Part two talks about how our actions and inactions reverberate through humanity. And part three talks about practicing conscious awareness of our impact. So let's put that back together. I'll read verse 54 again. What is well planted cannot be pulled up, and what is closely embraced cannot slip away. The wise establish virtue firmly within themselves and are honored for generations ever after. Apply natural integral virtue to your own character and it will be genuine. Apply natural integral virtue to the family and it will abound. Apply natural integral virtue to the state and it will flourish abundantly. Apply natural integral virtue to the world and it will be pervasive. Understand other people's lives by means of your own life. Understand other people's families by means of your own family. Understand other societies by means of your own society. Understand other countries by means of your own country. How can you know what is right for the world? By knowing what is right for your own life. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering evolving with the Tao. There are three. Number one is stuff that's handed down from generation to generation. Number two is the butterfly effect. And three is touching base. Stuff that's handed down from generation to generation. Growing up in southwestern Pennsylvania, I experienced an environment that was much like my immediate ancestors. There were old streets with names like Wagaman Drive. Last names of some of my friends were Baker, Weigel, Rosenberger. The streets were very hilly, and almost every house was built into the hill and had a cellar. The older streets were narrow. We ate hot dogs and sauerkraut and sometimes halushki and did Friday fish fries during the springtime. All of that seemed normal to me, you know, the way things were. It wasn't until I was stationed in Germany with the army and came home for a visit that I realized my southwestern Pennsylvania experience was an echo of three or four generations past that had largely come from there. And what's more interesting, because I had been to some of Germany's surrounding countries, I could tell which foods and areas in my hometown were influenced by other European regions. My family on my mother's side was largely German, but we never talked about it. I mean, it wasn't a thing that came up in conversations. Sure, there were last names and food and stuff, but it was almost as if we had forgotten that we had come from there. But perhaps the most poignant thing that struck me was that some of the German culture as it revealed itself in interpersonal relations I experienced in Europe was present in my hometown as well. When scolding a child in Pennsylvania, an adult would make a fist with his left hand, 
extending the index finger. Then with his right index finger, he would hold it perpendicular to the left finger and move it from his left knuckle to his fingernail in the same way he might peel a carrot. And that would be accompanied by a verbal shame on you. I saw the same thing in Germany on the regular when I was over there. Sham, sham, sham is what they would say. <laughs> and we weren't in touch with any of our German ancestors. We didn't know from which region we came in Germany. All we had were these relics from the past that just seemed normal to us. Now, if this is the case for external influences, I wonder how many internal influences were also passed on from generation to generation. I remember growing up learning that I didn't matter as much as my work ethic mattered. I needed to do well for my employer. And despite whether or not I wanted to work, I needed to work. I didn't need to go around trying to find my passion. That was for people who didn't have to worry about putting bread on the table. I needed to save, save, save my money. I was taught that the adults in my life were the absolute authorities, and if I didn't behave, it was expected of me to feel guilty about it. And I was taught to punish myself for wanting things that ran contrary to my nature. It wouldn't be until I began my journey with the Tao that I realized that everything I thought was reality while growing up was just a collection of experiences heavily influenced by past emotional and economic environments. Environments that didn't even exist anymore. <laughs> I've spent a short time so far unlearning some of those destructive thinking and emotional habits. No longer do I have the belief that I don't matter, that I'm alone. That I should be ashamed of myself for things I think or do, especially if I've made mistakes in earnest. Lao Tzu says, what is well planted cannot be pulled up. What is closely embraced cannot slip away. The wise establish virtue firmly within themselves and are honored for generations ever after. I have some evidence now that my negative thought patterns that manifest themselves in destructive habits are just echoes of previous times. And if this is the case, what I do now to unlearn those and cultivate my connection with the Tao will pass from me to my descendants generations from now. So the more effort I expend in integrating my shadows, discarding old thought patterns, setting aside untrue beliefs, refining my character, as Lao Tzu puts it, is that much more that I can pass on to future generations. And by changing me, I am literally changing the world. Because as one, I influence my family. My family influences my community. My community influences the region and eventually the country. And my country influences the world. The impact we have now may not seem important. Moving into harmony with the Tao may seem like something cool or even important to us as individuals. And while this is true, what is also true is that our efforts and self-refinement reverberate through generations. So by helping ourselves, we're quite literally helping the world. The Butterfly Effect Small changes can have big consequences. 
This was the conclusion of Edward Lorentz in his 1963 paper, Deterministic Non-Periodic Flow, published in the Journal of Atmospheric Sciences. This paper would eventually become the progenitor of what we collectively know now as the butterfly effect. <laughs> An example of which is that a butterfly's wings can move the air around enough to begin a chain of events that influences larger weather patterns such as tornadoes and hurricanes. So what about our own lives? Can we see how our actions affect just about everyone like all the time? Even if we're isolated and don't have anything to do with most people. A while back, my wife and her family were visiting. They had come out to do some shredding of old papers. It was a little warm outside where they were doing that. And I was inside with my work, mostly computer stuff and video conferencing. At one point, I took a break to get some water from the kitchen and I listened in on their conversation outside through the screen door. They were talking about how hot it was outside, but not too bad. I felt guilty about this. Here was my wife and her family outside where I didn't care to be and I was inside in the cool house doing my job from there. I poked my head out during that conversation and jokingly talked about how I liked it inside in a feeble attempt to make fun of myself. Well, this didn't go over very well, and my wife started talking about how she was proud that she could do the hard things using her hands. I think she called it actual work. I laughed it off, but it hurt my feelings and made me feel even more guilty. And later that day, her mom made a comment about her hands hurting from the shredding, but that I wouldn't know anything about that. After a lengthy discussion with my wife later that evening, I didn't have the most blissful sleep. <laughs> Can we see the butterfly effect in action here? That single moment of me feeling that selfish guilt was the butterfly's wings. I had an opportunity to stop it right there. I could have done nothing and looked at my guilt, explored it a bit, and realized that it was just a series of programs running in my head. But instead, I took the easy way out and tried to relieve it by making a joke. And that affected my wife, my nephew who was with us, my mother-in-law, and eventually circled back to me. And while everything was talked about and healing took place later, I created my own chaos that day from a single moment. Now, if I know anything about the Tao, it's that what's true from one perspective is true from its seeming opposite. So I know that not only do my selfish actions have consequences, my non-selfish actions do as well. And that's the seemingly good news in the part of this verse. Lao Tzu says, apply natural integral value to your own character and it will be genuine. Apply that to the family and it will abound. Apply that to the state and it will flourish abundantly. And apply that to the world and it will be pervasive. Are we talking about the butterfly effect here? When I am the change I want to see in the world, I am literally making huge changes by loving and taking care of myself through striving to move into harmony with the Tao. I've noticed that through my growth with the Tao, I've become more peaceful and content. <laughs> my cats were the first to pick up on this. 
They became less distant and started asking for head and ear tickles more often. And then my wife's behavior changed. She's always been loving. And now I was seeing something different. More care, more little moments together. I learned that when I started being useful to others in my community by shifting my perspective from how can I make money to how can I help, I would be received much more warmly, and yes, I started making a little more money. That's about the extent that I can see right now, but I know that I have impacted others beyond my community with how I am helping. The world may not change as a result of my efforts today, but I know that as I continue to practice at helping others more and thinking of myself less while still honoring my person, my actions will have affected people years beyond my passing. Touching base. If we've had a look at the far-reaching impact that we have, not only with the people around us right now, but through time's eons as well, we can start looking at the quality of those impacts, and we don't have to put a lot of effort into it. At least that's what I'm taking from Lao Tzu in this verse's third part. He says, Understand other people's lives by means of your own life. Understand other people's families by means of your own family. Other societies by means of your own society. Other countries by means of your own country. Now, can you know what is right for the world? Well, by knowing what is right for your own life. This message seems to be telling me to look outward and treat others with care. And the last line also seems to be saying that I can look inside as well. How I feel about my family is a direct reflection of how I treat them. Do I cultivate myself and pass on my light to them? How is that reflected? Well, earlier we talked about how when I started practicing harmony with the Tao, my cats started being nicer to me and then my wife and then my community and outward. So how do I feel about my cats right now? They're little bundles of awesome and loving expressions of the Tao. What were they before? <laughs> Temperamental little creatures that were bossy and judgy. <laughs> so how I feel about my family is a reflection of my cultivation efforts. Now, there is a book called The Story of Two Kingdoms by Hua Ching Ni, published by the Tao of Wellness Press and copyrighted in 1989. In speaking about being responsible for one's own actions, whether or not anyone is looking, he says on page 59, quote, When you use a scheme to make trouble for another, you are making trouble for yourself and causing spiritual damage. Although physically you are the doer or the giver, spiritually you are the receiver. And this also holds true for positive accomplishments as well. Unquote. So, how I feel in reaction to my family is a direct reflection of how I'm practicing harmony with the Tao, isn't it? If I feel my family is drama prone and bossy, isn't that because one, I have chosen to judge them and treat them accordingly, and two, that I'm not in a good place spiritually to accept them as they are? Hmm. And what about the community? Do I go outside and look around and see hostile attitudes and behaviors, or a supportive, loving group of people whom I can respect? 
yeah, we're all different and we're all living our lives and we've all got the same choices in terms of respecting and loving each other. So there are some folks that are not practicing harmony with the Tao. But how do we know what their struggles are? We don't. I can go around judging other people because they're acting inconsiderately and selfishly. That's if my own cultivation practices aren't in order. Or, when they are, I can go around treating others that are acting the same way. With compassion and humility. I'll bet the way they look at me would change. I'll bet that they'd be a little more smile prone. I'll bet that the community in my eyes wouldn't be so bad after all. So yes, we're talking about a perspective thing here, but we're also talking about the power we have to affect the others around us and helping them to also get to a place of harmony. And the same would hold true for nation and world, wouldn't it? Just on different levels. And like we said before, perhaps I don't get to see my impact because it is so far-reaching. I have but to ask myself, how do I feel about my country today? How do I feel about the world today? And if I get answers that are not in line with my inner feeling of harmony, then I've got more work to do, don't I? Well, what do you mean, Dan, more work to do? I thought we were talking about doing nothing in this whole thing. Thanks, Ego. Thanks, bro. Indeed, we are. The work that we must do is internal. It is self-cultivation. It is using our feelings of discontent as tools. Like little road signs, they show us the way toward the source of our disharmony, automatically and without us requesting it. And all we need to do is acknowledge, sit with them, evaluate their veracity, and move into acceptance. Of course, acceptance doesn't mean approval. It means allowing whatever is to be there right now. And we can adjust and correct our attitudes and future actions thereafter. So the next time my family is annoying, I know I can look inside and discover what is really bothering me. And I could do the same with my community, my country, and the world. And so the question is, how are these people affecting my self-image? How are they affecting my desires, my ambitions, my ego, and identity? And the next question can be something like, what would what they are doing look like if this self-image, desire, ambition, ego, or identity wasn't there? The second question helps me to get clarity. Are their attitudes and actions really harmful to my person? Or are they harmful to those aspects of me that are out of harmony with the Tao? The more that I see that's wrong, the more cultivation... I have the opportunity to do. So I feel like that's a great stopping point. To wrap up my experience with this verse today and considering evolving with the Tao, I thought about three things. Number one is stuff that's handed down from generation to generation. Number two is the butterfly effect. And number three is touching base. For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle of evolving with a Tao in this verse today. We can examine our attitudes about ourselves, our families, our cities, 
our countries, and our world. So why should we do this anyway? Well, I feel like there are two reasons that Ryan Brown Walker sums up pretty well in his version of the Hua Ching on page 66 in the 1992 paperback edition. He says, quote, The student who seeks out and studies these teachings furthers the evolution of humankind as well as her own spiritual unfolding. End quote. So if this verse teaches us that our actions and non-actions are passed on from generation to generation, and then says that everything we do or don't do reverberates through all levels of humanity, and wow, we have this awesome power that we get to choose how to use it. So if we're practicing harmony with the Tao, we can extend beyond ourselves and check to see how we're impacting the world by coming back inside and paying attention to how we feel about each level. Full circle. Once again, mind blown. (laughs) Thank you, Lao Tzu. (laughs) So, I'd like us to ask ourselves a few questions in this section, just to see how we stand in the world and how we can observe our own impact. (laughs) Without even leaving our house, like he says in verse 47. So, Let's get quiet for a moment and ask the Tao to show us something new today. Thank you. We're just going to check in with ourselves on these five levels to see how we feel. Let's start with ourselves. Can we sit quietly at some point during the day? Isn't that quiet? We observe how we feel. Are things good with us? Do we cherish ourselves? Do we love ourselves? It's okay if the answer is yes. And it's okay if the answer is no. If there's something that you'd like to change about that, just make a mental note. Family. When I think of my family collectively, do I appreciate them? Do I feel like everything would be fine if only a couple of things were put in place? Each individual in my family, do any of them cause me anger, resentment, or sadness? Do any of them cause me joy, happiness, peace? If there's something that you'd like to change in your attitude about any of them, just make a mental note. Community. When I go outside and see people going about their lives, how do I feel? Am I nervous? Do I think that people should be doing things? Or that they shouldn't be doing things? Am I okay with these other people? Are they lovely, beautiful expressions of the Tao just like me? Or not? If there's something that you'd like to change about your attitude about any of them, just make a mental note. Country. Are things going the way I want in the country right now? Do I see news headlines that disturb me? Am I feeling like there's no hope? 
do I feel like I would want to contribute to healing? Is there anything I can do to help that healing? If there's something that you'd like to change in your attitude about your country, just make a mental note. And the world. Is the world beautiful? Is it harsh? Is it teetering on the brink of disaster? Is the world a place we come to to learn and participate? Do we love the world? If there's something that you would like to change in your attitude about the world, just make a mental note. Okay, so now we've identified how we feel about things. Let's just pause and ask the Tao to show us little signs that will help us readjust our attitudes toward each level. Thank you. Now, as we go forward, I'd like to encourage us to be open to that which we experience from here on out. The tiniest thing or a big sign in front of our faces may reveal how we can be of service to ourselves on the personal, home, community, country, or world level. Let's try our best with what we've got and where we're at to benefit not only ourselves, but all of humanity simultaneously. And that'll wrap it up. To consider the principle of evolving with the Tao, we can examine our attitudes about ourselves, our families, our communities, our countries, and our world. close out this episode, I will leave you with a final reading of verse 54 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Hua Ching Ni. What is well planted cannot be pulled up. What is closely embraced cannot slip away. The wise establish virtue firmly within themselves and are honored for generations ever after. Apply natural, integral virtue to your own character and it will be genuine. Apply natural, integral virtue to the family, and it will abound. Apply natural, integral virtue to the state, and it will flourish abundantly. Apply natural, integral virtue to the world, and it will be pervasive. Understand other people's lives by means of your own life. Understand other people's families by means of your own family. Understand other societies by means of your own society. Understand other countries by means of your own country. How can you know what is right for the world? By knowing what is right for your own life. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao Curious those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. 
two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the DAO. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the DAO into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the DAO every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.